Just don't swear. And if you do, I bleep it out, so it's fine. It just means I'm more work. Yeah. Irish, so I'm, just... <laughs> I'm Australian. We use at the end of a sentence. So, like... We use so, therefore, it's like, oh! So, like, I do not deserve to be on UK radio because... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of no genders, guys, gals and non-binary pals, welcome to Driving You Homo, the radio show, podcast, YouTube extravaganza, where we delve into everything within the queer sphere that you need to hear. So, let's get started. As always, I'm Wayne Carter, cabaret burlesque comedian, radio presenter and all-round drag shambles, and today I'm joined in the virtual studios by transatlantic diva uh, trying to... Uh, navigate the journey between the Irish and the English and the, the turmoil that is there. It's Belladonna! Is that, was that a, was that good? You said that, you said that all in one breath and I was very impressed. Oh, well, I do good things with my mouth, gal. I am pretty talented. Uh... <laughs> I pay the bills somehow. Well, exactly. We all need to pay the bills. So, Bella, how are you? How's life? What are you doing? Where are you, where are you at currently in the world? Um, right now, I'm at home in London. I've just gotten back from the States. Um, I got back on the 10th, so I'm actually still in quarantine. Mm -hmm. I've been here for 14 days, which I will say has been the worst experience. Um, what, what? So you've been in... in, in mandatory lockdown for a large period of time audible gasp but i don't think anyone would be able to do that well i was just like i wasn't expecting it and then i was like oh wait no i do need to do it and then i had to fill out a form when i came back and then no one checked it and i was like i could have just not filled out the form it's fine yeah <laughs> but um fine there's been a lot of drinking but you know i'm irish and i'm stuck inside so there's not really much else to do mm -hmm. um I've been like trying my best. Like, there's been times where I'm like, oh, I just need to go to the shop, and I'm like, oh wait, I'll like get to the front door and open it and be like, hold on a second, you're not allowed. To. <laughs> you're no, so you need to be. You can, your alcohol needs to be bring brought toward your face and not. You know, you don't go on that journey. You get given that 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 beverage, that beverage. You know, on Prime now, we've made really good friends in the last two weeks. With do you say Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime now, me and them have made great friends. Okay. It's like, like, perfect, two hours, great. Well, so, wait, what is Amazon Prime? Are you talking about, like, deliveries, or are you talking about, like, because Amazon has deliveries. This is me being a, a gay of an age that doesn't realise that there are things in the world. So Amazon has delivery things, but then Amazon also has, like, the Netflix video things. What are you talking about? You have Amazon, which is just your normal shopping, and mm -hmm. like you can order whatever you need, X, Y, and Z. Then you have Amazon Prime, which is basically an express version of that. But then you have Amazon Prime now. So it is a service you pay X, Y, Z amount a mm -hmm. year. And basically, you just go on it. It's mostly like Morrison's, I think. Mm -hmm. Most of their stuff, groceries and everything is Morrison's, which is fine. And you select what you need. And I think it's like, if it's over 40, you get free delivery, and you can get a two-hour slot to have it there that day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or whenever you need it. Well, now, it's really handy when. Well, you said you said Morrison's, and it's. It, uh, I have I have a question as an Australian living in the UK, um, because we don't really have the supermarket hierarchy in the UK. 
uh, sorry, in Australia we don't have the supermarket hierarchy, but um, in the UK they do. I don't know about Ireland, but um, um, is it similar? Yeah. Is it different? Do you know what um, I'm... Well, we just don't really have Morrisons or Sainsbury's. Mm. It's basically, I would say, or we don't have Waitrose, obviously. Um, we have Tesco's, um, Little Aldi. We have ones called Dunn's. Okay. Dunn's Super Value, which used to be owned by a company, and it was called Super Quinn, and mm-hmm. then it got changed. But Super Value would be, like, the closest to Waitrose, per se. Okay. It's more of, like, a one. And then you have, like, everyone would go to Tesco's, and then underneath that you have, like, Dunn's, and then it goes, like, Little and Aldi, or... Aldi in the middle. I don't want to start a controversy here. <laughs> oh, we, we we validate and support all of the controversial comments and questions and statements about did, supermarkets. Did you, ever, did you ever hear that, like, story that everyone always told about Little and Aldi that it was two brothers and they opened competing stores for most of my life? I was like, fierce, yes, I love a sibling rivalry. <laughs> and only after moving to the UK did I discover that was not true at all. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, well, so we don't have we we have that sibling rivalry, civil sibling rivalry in Australia with two competing companies called Coles and Woolworths, but they're essentially the behemoths. They're the only two supermarkets chains that are really the big, 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 big ones. There are other things like um, uh, other small companies that are big here. I think um, I can't remember them though because I I blocked that I blocked that time out of my life. Um, but so, yeah, it's, it's all trauma. It's all trauma. Um, so you're, you were in America, you were visiting America, um, because you have that kind of financial stability. That's great. I support you in your journey, gal. Uh, you are Irish, but you live in London. Tell me, tell me all of this journey. There has to be a story moving from Ireland to the UK, um, visiting, America, there's a journey there. What What's the journey? What's the story? So do you want me to start with moving from Ireland to London and then everything else? Sure. So I was set to move to London six months later than I did originally. Mm-hmm. However, a long and convoluted series of events led me to then find a partner. And because I found that partner, and if you want, I can tell you the story, but it is a long story. <laughs> um, I had a partner then, and I was like, oh, well, I might as well just move over now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was planning to, so it was fine. It was like, I was going to move anyway, because I'd been to London when I was 15, mm-hmm. and I went to Dubai. I'd used my cousin's ID, who was with me. We walked in together and both handed separate bouncers his IDs and they just let us in and I went and it was my first time in a London like bar mm-hmm. it was like 50 and then I thought it was great and I just really loved London and like how big it was and how like diverse and metropolitan and I got back to Dublin and then I continued to live in Dublin obviously but Dublin is so Dublin's a nice place to visit it is not a nice place to live it, in it's a lovely city people mm-hmm. are great very, very open very friendly like you can start a conversation with anyone in terms of being an LGBTQ, LGBTQ youth, there isn't a lot. Right. Well, I I know I visited Ireland. I sorry, I visited Dublin. Oh, oh, I think like seven years ago. So hopefully, it's changed a little bit since then. But I only 
remember as a visitor, uh, as a queer visitor, knowing about the George, that was the only thing that I knew in terms of queer, queer venues or queer spaces in, in Dublin. Uh, is there, since seven years ago, I hope there is more, um, do you know the demographic and like the sort of scene in Dublin now, has it grown, has it gotten better since then? Um, now, it would be similar to how it was. So seven years ago, there would have been the George, mm. the big main. Um, it's good. It's been renovated now. It looks a lot nicer. It didn't look bad before, but, you know, little TLCs. Yeah. There was the Dragon. Mm -hmm. Were they connected? I don't know. I was too young at the time. Wow. Thanks for the casual and read. When I started going out, to clubs when I was like 16 mm -hmm. um, you know as you do mm -hmm. the drag just closed so oh. therefore I know but then there was also Panty Bar and another place that is now called Street 66 I don't know what its name prior was it had lounge in the name I know that mm -hmm. um, but in terms of like drag shows like in Street 66 you'll have like Pixie and Veda two of the George Queens they will DJ there. Mm -hmm. And then Panty Bar, you'll have Bunny, who is best friends with Panty, Panty Bliss, Queen yep. of Ireland. Yeah. Um, she has, go check it out, it's great. Um, she will DJ there and maybe do like a couple lip sync songs. And then I've never seen Panty perform there or do anything there, but I also didn't really go there that much. It was usually more of like a pre-drinks place. Mm -hmm. um, but like, if you like drag and you like dancing, like a big dance floor, Bigish, and um, big dance floor, and just like a proper nightclub for gay people. The George is your really only option. Yeah, I remember. Sorry, you go. They, since I've left, a lot of other queens, like younger queens, baby queens, have come up and started using other venues, like straight venues, and doing like nights, like special nights. Yeah, where they'll do like shows, and there'll be like a gay night. But over like predominantly gay venues, it's three sixty six. George and mm -hmm. Panty Bar. Wonderful. Um, I will because I, I I would like to visit Dublin. <laughs> Maybe after lockdown, I would like to because I I did enjoy my time. I visited uh, on a gap year situation, and uh, I met a gentleman caller in the George, and he uh, was kind enough to invite me back to his residence, and his residence was in Lucan. And for those of you Bay. playing, yeah, for those Bay. of you, <laughs> Lucan is, dare I ask, how would you describe Lucan to a um, non-Dublinite? So Lucan is basically a big farm area with posh people who went to Terenure College or yeah. so. And um, a lot of them are very posh and very affluent. Mm -hmm. But it's a good 25-minute walk from one house to the next because it's all farmland. Yeah. And in comparison to where the George is, it's about a two-hour drive. Yeah. And that was, the that was the journey that I took on my second night of Dublin. Um, I met this gentleman caller. I was like, oh, this is going to be cute. This is going to be wonderful. I'm going to experience life. And then this gentleman caller says, let's go back to Lucan. And then I was like, okay, sure. Because he said, it's in Dublin. And I went, okay, great. And then cut to, I'm in some sort of farmyard situation. Um, it's in Dublin. Yeah. That's like, Zone 7 is on the tube. 
the like, egg. Yes, but but also no. Well, yeah. So like, there was a bus. He he put me on at the end of the at the end of the um at the end of the journey that we were on together. We separated ways, and he showed me the direction to the bus that went into central Dublin. And I went, oh, okay, great. So this is I'm doing a walk of shame on a bus in Dublin as a foreigner, and I don't know where I am. Great. <laughs> That's the journey. So, um, did you so have a good time? Really I, I have a story. I have a story, and it is being told. So, uh, is is it was it good? Yes, I guess. Um, so, you you live in London now. You've you've moved to London, and you're a drag performer. How has your drag journey, how did that start? Why did that start? Where are you at? What kind of drag do you do? All of these questions. Right. Ooh. Sit down, girls and boys and everything in between, because it's a whirlwind of a story. So when I was doing the underage, sneaking into the George thing, which, you know, by the way, never caught me. And then on my 18th birthday, I had my birthday. There. It was a Monday. And I used to go to the Monday shows all the time. And because I had the big, the big 18 badge, the big 18 badge, and um, the drag queen on the stage, Bunny, who has obviously seen me there so many times, was like, um, I've seen you here a lot. I don't think you were 18 then. And I was like, but so basically when I was going in, I went to this. Uh, Wednesday show called Witchy Wednesdays and like at this point I was only freshly out per se I think I was still high at the time mm -hmm. and I was like oh like I'm not really into drag queens like it was never something that really like popped and was like oh cool but then I went and saw this show and there was a queen there um, Pixie Woo I think it was Pixie who I saw perform and I was watching it and it just looked so fun and glamorous and I was like mm -hmm. this is cool but then, obviously, I was still quite young, and I debated it. But then, when I got closer to the age of 18, my cousin, who, my only gay cousin, introduced me to RuPaul's Drag Race. So I started on season four, but I think they were up to, like, season six at this point, season five, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I started watching season four, and I was like, okay, this is great. Love this. One Sharon to win. Stunning. So ended up, eventually, when I was about a month or two before turning 18, I messaged this guy on Grinder who I knew through other people and we just got chatting and I think we went on a date and like I was like can you you're a makeup artist and you specialize in drag can you show me how to do it and then that cut to like a six-month period of where he'd like he actually was doing my makeup for me per se not me doing it mm -hmm. and then we parted ways eventually you know as you do things happen yeah blah blah, blah. not gonna get into it it's a lot um and I was like, okay, but I, I think I've learned enough from watching what he did to understand how to do it myself. And I loved performing. Like, yeah. So it was, and then over time, I continued to do it and I did some gigs in Dublin and then I moved to London and I did it here a little bit, but then I started working full time and I was working so much that it, it kind of took a back burner per se. Mm -hmm. So I stopped doing it, not stopped doing it, but lot less shall we say like it would be maybe once a month I was doing it and then in the last I would say since maybe October of last year September of last year I was like this is what I want to do I really like this this is I'm good at this 
this is something I need to perpetuate more in my life. This is something I need to actually push. Um, and since then, it's just taken off a lot more. Like I'm doing a lot more. I have my YouTube channel. I am doing shows across the world, photo shoots, things like that. So it's it's been great now that I've put, I think in terms of drag, it's, you put in what you want to get back. And I feel like for a while, I wasn't putting in what I wanted to get back. And I, mm -hmm. that's why I wasn't getting back what I wanted. But now that I'm putting that work in, I'm seeing like my seeds are being sowed, basically. Yeah, I think I can. I think I can relate to that. I mean, I'm definitely on a drag journey myself, so I, I can, uh, I can, I can relate to that. I can relate to that story. You said, uh, you said YouTube. What's got what? What? What do you what? What's a YouTube? What's a what? What are you? What are you doing on the YouTube? What's the YouTube? <laughs> no, so I, I know I know the answer to this. You do you do a a very tasty, delectable, delicious, um, uh, devouring. I'm I'm trying to be illiterate. Wait, illiter illiterate. Da oh illiterate. damn it! Now illiterate is because we were talking off air about alliteration, and because your show is called Bella's Bar, and I wanted to include some alliteration, and then I just said I'm illiterate. So great. So <laughs> that's the journey you know, I'm on. English journey is, it's a journey we're all going to join you on. It's English is my 17th language. Uh, so and the first yeah, first 16 are all gibberish. Um, so you, you do you do a show called Bella's Bar on on the YouTubes and oh, actually on social media. I see it on Instagram as well. Um, yeah, I put up on um, Instagram as like mm -hmm. a teaser of like, ooh, here's a bit of it. Now come see the full thing. Exactly. Um, so what is Bella's Bar? Tell us that journey. Why did you start that and why, like, what's going on there? So I really like to drink. Baseline. Irish. Yeah. Perpetuating <laughs> stereotypes. Yeah. Um, basically, I had talked about doing it, I think, since Christmas. And I was like, maybe, like, it could be really fun. And then... Corona decided to come about and we all got stuck inside. Mm -hmm. Extra time. I was like, why not? I might as well. So because of my housemates, um, Malcolm and Adam, they like to drink. Adam is a very big fan of cocktails, espresso martinis, things like that. Malcolm likes Cosmos and Sex and the Beaches and all of those mm -hmm. sort of thing. And I really like cocktails too. So it was a thing of like, we're going to have cocktails from day to day regardless. Why don't I film and teach other people how to make it in drag, show the glamour, show the cocktails, and just have a bit of fun. So then basically I filmed my first one in my kitchen, just like standing up, my housemate holding my phone, it was how to make a Cosmo. And it was like, I opened it like trying to be funny, like, hey, cool cats and kittens, it's Carol Baskin or whatever. And then I was like, this is funny. This is fun. I like this. And I was like, but I need to take it more seriously. So I'm like, so Sorry. Like, desk um i take the ingredients out and we do it step by step and it's properly edited the first video is a bit of a rough one mm -hmm. um kind of like the skeleton before the skin left off. yeah i think i but i think every like the same with driving you homo dyh has been on an evolution as well so like as long as you can see the bones and like where it goes um it doesn't matter so yeah yeah so the first one was a bit rough and ready but then you've evolved. Yes. So now we're on. We're about to go on to episode fifteen mm -hmm. this Friday. 
Um, I did the first 10 episodes by myself. It was fun. I made some jokes and controversial statements. It's fine. I, I stand by a thing up if you don't like the jokes I make. That's not my issue. Yeah. I don't have to listen to me. So you're controversial. Interesting. Uh. I say that some people can sometimes leap on. Like, I was making the mojito, and with a mojito, you need to, like, slap the leaves, apparently, before you put them in. And I said, no, just snap, no, just slap it like a disobedient child. Right. I mean... Child and I got, like, I got a message that was like, that's not okay. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I have said so much worse than that, and that's what you pick up on. <laughs> I don't, there's, there are moments, there are moments where you're like, I'm being grey area inappropriate. I acknowledge my inappropriateness, and, like, I would not do these things. But also, like, like, the, yeah, there's worse things that, yeah. The things well, I say on stage versus the things I say on radio, very different. Well, it's just a thing of, like, it, it's, I'm a drag queen. Mm -hmm. I am, at the end of the day, a man. I know, with a voice like this. <laughs> I am a man dressed as a woman, mm -hmm. making cocktails and telling jokes. Yeah. It's just a bit of fun. But a little bit no of fun. And then, after the first 10 episodes, I was like, you know what? Let's open this up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I started having guests. So I've had a few queens. I've had Bandy Von Glow. I've had Anna Tony. I've had Dame Stuffy and Carried Away from Dublin. Mm -hmm. There'll be more to come. Um, and basically, they dial in. Dial in. Um, and they ask for a specific cocktail and introduce themselves. And then I make the cocktail. I teach you how to make it. Because as much as I'm making jokes and it's for fun, it is a learning process. I am educating the children. And mm -hmm. um, you do learn anything, that's a different story. <laughs> and then they will react to it at the end. They will taste it or they will taste whatever drink they have on hand. Mm -hmm. And it's just a nice, it's basically, it's nice to have someone to work with and also People who like Bella's Bar who might not maybe know certain queens, it gives them a chance to see this queen, what they look like, how they sound, if they're funny or not, and kind of get an idea. And then obviously I link every queen's uh, social medias, ticket sitter events, things like that in the mm -hmm. description. So it's just, it's also promoting them. And I think that's good to be able to do what I want to do. And my classes coming on, it's really annoying. Um, do what I want to do and enjoy what I want to do while also providing, even if it's a small platform, and maybe two or three people find an interest in another queen. It's that's nice for me to do. Yeah. Uh, also, what collaboration is important, and that's why I do, and this is why I do driving you homo, because um, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. And that's what, like, I could very easily have um, a co-presenter, and uh, we could do it. Like, I mean, it's driving you homo is on a journey, and maybe I will have a co-presenter. Um, in the future, I have done in the past, um, but uh, at the core of driving you homo has always been even with a with or without a guest presenter, uh, even without a co-presenter, the core has always been to highlight and promote and showcase queer representation um, and in all of its facets. So um, have different voices and educate so i it's it's great to see um that you're having fun and you're getting your drink on and you're having a bit of a laugh but also you're doing it to help um highlight different queens or different performers um 
uh, and giving them a bit of a prop up as well. So it's cute. Uh, I love it. And I love alcohol, so I will definitely have to come on Bella's Bar and uh, I will probably end up making something you've already made. Um, but I... Let's just... Why don't we just... Why don't you just make a series of cocktails and like I can do tasters. That's that's the journey I'm on. So instead of we doing any like an episode about one specific cocktail, I want like a taste like a a mousse bouche of cocktails. Um, I want yeah, like, like with cocktails. Yeah, I want like I want little tasters of cocktails and be like, hmm, which one do I like? And yeah, that mm, could be. Not... Have I given you content? Yes, I have. Dun, 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 dun. Gag. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> you were like a bit like collabing and getting a platform. I was like, is this where I plug my OnlyFans? <laughs> oh, girl. I mean, get get your life. If you got. If there's enough interest. <laughs> if there's enough, yeah. If upwards of three people want to subscribe to my OnlyFans, I have actually, realty. I've set up an OnlyFans. There is no, there is no um, adult content on said. Um, OnlyFans account, but my OnlyFans, I've put like a lot of my drag stuff and a lot of my cabaret stuff up on there, um, and it's gained some traction. I'm not getting any money for it. It's not like I haven't got a paid subscription because a lot of people, and we've talked about this on the show before, is that there is an expectation when you say OnlyFans, people go, oh, it's for adult entertainment, and it's primarily, I guess it is, and that's where most people go for it, but I put my drag stuff up there and I'm getting like, I'm getting people starting to follow me on there for my, for my drag stuff. So it's kind of a weird, weird vibe. I, didn't, didn't plan I, it. it. I think it's a thing of, it does have the stigma to do with that. It's all adult entertainment, but mm. nowhere does it say that it has to be, um, NSFW pictures yeah. and video. Like yeah. Predominantly. A lot of my friends have it, and I'm like fierce. One of them was trying to charge like twenty dollars, and I was like, "Oh, guys, <laughs> I'm a freelance entertainer. I support you in your hustle, but also I don't have that kind of money. No, thank well, you." Well, no, actually, no. I did subscribe to one person. It was a friend of mine who made his and didn't put anything like particularly dirty up, just like pictures of him in like his underwear. Yeah, and he was like, "Subscribe. It's free for the next seven people for the next seven days." And then I subscribed, and I was like, I was showing. My partner and he was like oh cool he's like he probably needs to put more um exotic shall we say material yeah. if he wants to gain traction mm -hmm. and then like then like by the end of the seven day period he deleted his only fans anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i it's... was like Fair, you know what that was a business venture that you just didn't follow through on yeah you just didn't you know commit what? to that journey well like i well so like i started like posting my um i i can't remember why i think it was there's a burlesque performer, a friend of mine, who they started their OnlyFans for their burlesque stuff. And I, I asked them exact, this exact question. I said, like, why have you done this? Like, are you doing adult stuff? I want to support you as much as I can, but also I don't want your bits up in my face. Um, because, like, uh, that's not... Ah, uh, I'd be fine with that, actually. But, like, I, I just... I... Um, I was curious to know what the journey was she was going on, and um, she's like, oh no, it's just my burlesque stuff, um, you can put your burlesque stuff up. So I, I learned from her that OnlyFans isn't just 
for adult entertainment. But then I started putting my drag up and a lot of adult entertainers have started following me. Um, so people who do 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 the porn or do do that fun things um, started following me as a result of my drag. And it's just sort of a weird um, sort of circle because um, I've, I found that there are a lot of drag queens or drag performers who have fans that are adult entertainers, but then on the flip side, there are drag performers who um, have fat, like they enjoy the adult entertainers and they're fans of their work. So it's kind of two diff very distinct, very different lines of work, but they kind of, in some situations connect in a weird way. It's weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Well, it's a different type of entertainment and mm. drag is also like a, like a different type of entertainment. So it would make sense that those two things would coalesce. Mm. It's just really funny. Like in a way I see it as like an entrepreneurial drive as well, because you are making your own money and doing your own thing. Yeah. Like, get, get the you're... gigs. And I'm like fierce, live that best life. And I don't understand why so many people make such a big deal about it. I'm like, they're putting up pictures of their bum. Like, let them be. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not harming anyone. You don't have to pay to see it if you don't want to. Yeah. It's, it's just like, if you want to do it, you want to do it. The human body is art of its own right. Like, Tape. I see wrong with any shape, any size, any gender. It's the human body. Like, if you want to show that off, show it off. People have been doing it since the dawn of time. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a thing. Like, my friend, who, I don't know if he, if he will be happy about me telling this story, but I'm sure it's fine, because he advertises it and all. He started OnlyFans, and is, with his boyfriend doing it, and yeah. is charging $80 per subscription. Yeah. But they're marketing it under different names, and selling it as if they are cousins. Like, in their bio, it's like, cousins, and I'm like... That is the marketing drive I was looking for. Yes, queen. I can't, I can't. I mean... You know I can't. I mean, get your life. I support. I you know what? I I mean, I guess it's the realness. Is like, uh, I mean, get your life. I mean, if it works, if it's getting you coin, great. Um, I'm not gonna say anything negative there. It's it's a it's yeah. And I will say they're both a very beautiful couple, but I just yeah. would not I would see someone naked. I mean, I would, but like, um, also I. It's I I'm more about supporting the arts, and they and they are, in like you said, like you can appreciate good artwork. So I see it. I don't see it as a sexual thing. I see it as yeah. I see it as like this is someone trying to get their hustle on, and I support their their hustle journey, and like their marketing skills are great, and their personality is great. I don't get invested in the sexual act i get invested in the human and so there are moments where i'm like oh i like this human but obviously i'm a freelance artist i don't have any disposable income so <laughs> i'm not supporting anyone on only fans currently but if you have one and you want to give me a subscription i'm over here gal and i will i will support you um sp speaking of people who support other people do you want to play a quick RuPaul's Drag Race game. Yes. Okay, great. I feel like I'm looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> the, answer is, the answer is yes. Uh, let's play. Okay, so I have just gone on. I've gone on Instagram because that's the journey I'm on. And I have found 
some drag race queens and f very famous, uh, popular from the uh, TV hit show RuPaul's Drag Race, um, which have you seen? Oh, have you seen episode one of Holland yet? No, I've not watched it yet. But I didn't so good. With Canada till I got back to the US because I over there you um have to subscribe to Wow Presents. Yeah, yeah. I called them up and I was like in my partner's house. I was like, can you add this to the cable channel thing, please? I would like to watch the drag queens. <laughs> they didn't do it. They said they did. They didn't do it. it was wow. Very well, that's homophobic. Those yeah. cable people, homophobic. Um, if, you haven't <laughs> if you haven't seen Drag Race Holland, um, get on it. Um, find one with subtitles. But it is, it's getting my life. Oh. It's only episode one and it's already getting my life. I like... And I, I enjoy the casual English that's like the Dutch, so it's, it's half Dutch, half English. Um, so they'll throw in like an English word and I enjoy those moments where it's like, oh, I know that word. Oh, I don't know that word. Oh, I know that word. It's fun. But um, so, so I've gone, I've gone on, I've gone on to the, on to the Twitter. And when you get onto RuPaul's Drag Race, um, there is a level of fame, notoriety, upwards of 10 people will want to start following you on the Instagram to look at your looks. And I thought I would do a bit of a, a test with you, Bella, because you say that you are a drag queen and therefore all drag queens should know how many followers other drag queens have. And I have scoured the Instagram for I don't know how many, how many have I got? I got one, two, I got seven. I got seven drag performers from RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, and I want you to guess roughly how many followers said drag performers have. Are you ready? What area of leeway, like how many, like thousands can I be close to? Like what are we talking here? Because I'm not going to get any of this, right? No, of course you're not. Um, but just... Uh, Give it a go, give it a bash. Um, uh, you are playing, oh, uh, uh, for those playing at home, uh, Bella is playing uh, for uh, our listener Steve. Hi, Steve. And Steve, if Bella wins, you will win, oh, here we go, this is great, the now defunct, uh, merged with uh, another company, Chappie, uh, the water bottle for... Uh, people who are looking for companionship with other people in a now defunct uh, application on your phone. Uh, dating with Chappie, no longer available. So, Steve, if... I got a pride two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a water bottle and it is yours, um, Steve, um, if you're listening. Um, okay, so first one, let's start with Trixie Mattel. How many followers do you think Trixie Mattel has? 2.7 million. <gasps> oh, you are close. It's 2.2 million. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's I'm pretty I'm pretty impressed with that. I would not I would not have got any of that. I just took guess because I was like, obviously she was on Drag Race and then she won All Stars and then she has her show. Yeah. And Netflix have her doing the Queens You Like to Watch with Katia. Mm -hmm. And she has a company. So I was like, surely she would have a lot. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, 
<laughs> I've just realized how many followers some of them have in there. There is a bit of a there's a, a bit skew. of a there's a bit of a journey. So I, I will say the skew. Uh Scarlet Bobo, top three of Canada's drag race. How many followers do you think she has? And I'll give you a hint, it's considerably less than um than uh Trixie Mattel. Um, I'm going to take an educated guess and say 59,000. Oh, no, that is, you, you've done her dirty. She is, she is doing a bit better than that. She has 124,000 followers. But also, she's from Canada's Drag Race, and I don't think it has, the same with the UK version, I don't think it's had the same level of traction as uh, the US what? version. You know, I was thinking about this. How like bitter do you think Vivian is about the fact that oh she uh, livid has is winning money and she's like just sitting there like I also know. did things yeah uh, Holland's Drag Race uh, um their oh, what was it I think they their the winner gets a shooting Cosmo uh, fierce drag jewels uh, a prize a collection from fierce Fierce Drag Jewels, I think, I'm trying to remember, Shifra Cosmo and a dress that is worth $18,000, apparently. That's it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's... Well, I guess it's better than what the Vivian got, but like... Nothings. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, camp. Uh, let's go with the next one, which is because we did Scarlet Bobo, Let's do the the queen of Canada's Drag Race that sits behind the judges panel, Brooklyn Heights. How many followers on Instagram do you think Brooklyn Heights has? So before I guess, I'm just going to say Brooklyn is actually one of my style icons. Like all of her looks, I'm like, yes. Her hair, I'm obsessed. You've ever seen me, you know, I'm a fan of short hair. Usually platinum, but you know, I don't like to pop myself in. But I was saying this to my housemate, and he said it's just because I'm a bitter, bitter queen. Um, I was like, do you think Brooklyn is slightly bitter about the fact that she has to crown a winner of RuPaul's Drag Race when she didn't get to win? I don't think, I don't think she would. I think she's, I think she's fine with the journey she's on at the moment. I think she's doing all right. I don't think, yeah, yeah. I don't think... I don't think she needs that crown. She might want it because she's a bit of a pageant queen, but I don't yeah. think she's. I don't think she's bitter. Um, yeah. So go how many? Three hundred and forty thousand. Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn. I, I, I'll say. I'll say it again. The UK version. Uh, sorry, the US version versus Canada. Canada's have considerably less followers because it's not as, I guess, popular in America. But um, the Americans have a higher follower count than what the uh, Canadians do. And Brooklyn was on the American version, so she has considerably more than the Canadians. Uh, thank you, that's much better. And you are close because it is 1.2 million. I can't believe you've done Brooklyn so... They... Also, like, I've, I've never been good with numbers. We did the lowest level of maths in school, and I think that was still a bit too hard. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so I'm going to give you three... One, two, three... I'm going to give you three together, because they all have the same number. Jujubee, Jujubee, Monet Exchange, and Gigi Good. Can I put Gigi separate? <laughs> <laughs> she has 17 followers. Um, okay, so the American, well, the American Drag Race, means they have more than Canada's would have, so it would be upwards of a million, I would assume. So I'm going to take an educated guess and say 1.7 million. Oh, you should have stuck with just 1 million flat. It is 1 million. They have 1 million each so you are right you are right in saying that i think a lot of the established very popular drag race queens from america hit that one million mark once they hit that one million mark you know that they're like they're a thing that people enjoy so like jujubee yeah. um Renee exchange trixie mattel uh bob the drag queen the final one we have bob the drag queen how many followers do you think Bob the Drag Queen has from the uh, hit podcast Sibling Rivalry with Monet Exchange? Like, I really like Bob and I want her to have two million, but I know she probably doesn't. Um, so I'm going to take the guess and say two million. Yeah, so I I also... what well, With Monet Exchange, I thought Monet Exchange would have more than Bob. Don't know why. I think it's because um, she does... Monet does the... Um, YouTube, um, what are they called? The the, yeah, the exchange rate uh, with build. So I assume that she would have a little bit more traction. Um, but Bob has more than Monet. Monet has 1 million. Bob has 1.4 million. So Bob's doing amazing. And I love Bob as well. Bob is phenomenal. I wish oh, I had. Let's but let's get it to 2 million. I want... Like Bob fully, fully deserves. Say it again. If anyone knows how to use computers, make her a few bots. <laughs> get those like fake Instagram pages. Yeah, you know what? If you know how to do that, do that for my accounts, and then we'll, and then we'll like slide over to Bob's, Bob's stuff. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we've got about ten minutes to go, and. Now would be a better time than ever to talk about the news and current events because when you've got ten minutes to go on a on a radio show that is sort of <laughs> advertised as a news show, um, spend ten minutes on the news. Now we have um, a few things to talk about, and I asked you um, if there's anything within the um, current events, blah de blah 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 blah. Uh, that has happened that you feel somewhat passionate about. And you said that you recently watched the Disney animated live action remake of Mulan. And you have, you said you have feelings, thoughts and emotions based on said uh, live action remake. Um, I've also to... watched Mulan. What, <laughs> what are you doing? I need to hold, I need to hold a pillow. For <laughs> I can hold this one. It's Brittany and it's oh. so so what's going on so what's going on with your thoughts on Mulan? First of all, can we all acknowledge how strange my mindset must be that the world has literally ended. Like we are literally in the apocalypse signs. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mm, Mulan, really? Like priorities. 
Right, so I worked for Disney for over a year. I was going to audition to be a Disney prince in the parks, you know. I like dressing up, if you haven't guessed. Yeah. Um, I love Disney. I know all the words to every Disney song. I've seen basically every Disney movie except for Coco. I don't have time for it. Um, I guess, Ca- I carry on. I, I'm, I'm, I'm audibly aghast, but go, you carry it on. In- interest, and I was like, mm, okay. But I love Mulan. I can recite every word to it, well, most of the words, and every word to every song. And I sat down here the other night, drunk after like a bottle of Prosecco and Cabo with my uh, housemate and his boyfriend, and we turned it on. If you're going to remake a movie that's widely loved, and you're going to make it live action, first of all, so you're already knocking points off, babes, and you take away the dragon, first of all, which is, period, like, completely period, the best part of that movie. Mm-hmm. And you take away the music. The other best part. I don't sit here to watch Mulan learn how to fight. I sit here to watch a shirtless animated Asian captain sing, I will make a man out of you. I'm not here to just watch her learn to fight and try and hide her boobs from the other men. And they spend a very large portion of time on the fact that she's trying to hide her boobs. It's yeah. a very big deal. I mean, I'm just like, it wasn't it was I a small part that was enjoyable for me was like the highlight of um the binding and showing people that like like drag kings have to bind constantly so it's kind it's of just, it's kind of cute to see that and, but like I get your meaning I get you Just to quote reflections who is that girl I see staring right back at me cuz ain't my Mulan <laughs> It was it wasn't the best film in the world. Did you manage to see Aladdin, the remake of Aladdin? I loved that. See, they kept the genie, they kept the music. It's not a hard like, script to follow. Okay, so so you're fine with Aladdin, but you're not fine with Mulan. Aladdin, mm. there were some areas, some problematic areas. Mm. But I thought as a whole, it was a very enjoyable watch. Then I'm also someone who enjoyed the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, so my taste isn't really... Okay, yeah, you've got a skewed sense of taste, and uh, to the three Uber drivers that are listening, Belladonna has terrible taste in movies. Do not listen to her recommendations. My favourite movie is Cluedo, so I feel like I have some taste somewhere along the line. I mean, Clueless is a journey as well. Um, I don't know if I... I don't know if I connect strongly to that. But I get, I get your journey. I get, I get your journey. Um, so speaking of things to watch, um, Louis Thoreau. Now we'll end with this one because uh, we've we've unfortunately run out of time. But Louis Thoreau, phenomenal. I want to say documentarian. Um, his documentaries or his like in-depth sort of exposés on cultural groups is phenomenal I, I i enjoy he and david attenborough are people i can watch for, for days on multiple things and uh he in 1997 he made a guest appearance on an adult uh, gay porn shoot he was not in the sexual act he was just a walk-on role as like the pizza delivery guy or something he he did um he did a, a walk-on role to that kind of event and my question to you bella as a final sort of goodbye to the driving you homo listeners if you were invited to be a walk-on guest appearance to a porn shoot 
what would be your character? Right. So, I've got this. Yeah. Am I in drag, though, or am I out of drag? Babe, it's your journey. It is fully your journey. So, have you ever seen American Horror Story Roanoke? I have. You know, the, the Witch of the Wilds? The Witch of the Wilds. The Lady Gaga character. Yeah. Yes. So, I am this shaman-esque healer, mm -hmm. um, Witch of the Wilds, and these two little twinky, like, gay boys come over, and they're like, oh, we've, we have this trauma, or we have something wrong with mm -hmm. us, and we need, like, your magic to help us. And, like, I basically, like, teach them, like, the ways of, like, frivolity and, like, help them get over their issues through the power of sex. And, like, I have, like, a staff and some, like, things hanging from my ear and I'm, like, a bit dirty. Oh, it's fabulous. I just, I, I mean, I get that vibe. I just, I don't know if I connect that with your drag. It's very different to your drag um, currently. It's very, uh, yeah. Because I think, I, I see you as polished and beautiful. And the Witch of the Wild Hearts, like red, because you know yeah. red is my color. I'm like the Queen of Hearts, and yeah. like, I'm like up with their heads, but they take that in a different way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is a journey, and I support that journey. Uh, yeah, and uh, and with that, uh, unfortunately, Bella, we have run out of time. Oh no, sad face. Wow. Um, that was Driving You Homo, the radio show podcast YouTube extravaganza, where we delve into everything within the queer sphere that you need to hear. As always, you can like, favourite, rate, subscribe, comment, do all of the things on the social media. Please do, it helps us greatly. Uh, you can follow myself, you can follow Driving You Homo at Driving You Homo, you can follow uh, myself, Wayne Carter, at One Wayne Carter. You can also follow Bella Donna at Bella. How, what is your socials? Bella underscore Donna underscore drag for Instagram and then Bella's B-E-L-L -L apostrophe wait no B-E-L-L-A apostrophe S-B-A-R um, Bella's Bar on YouTube <laughs> I can't believe I forgot to spell my own name You are a trash fry human but I support you in your journey Follow Bella Donna her links will be in the Driving You Homo uh, social media so um, don't um, forget to head to Driving You Homo if you cannot understand how she spelt her own name. Um, as always, stay safe, you're beautiful, and bye! Bye!